Hi, greetings, fellow geeks, and welcome to another episode of Geek Broadcast, a podcast where three bras discuss anything and everything geeky. I am one of your hosts, Lauren, and with me on this geeky journey are two of my closest friends. First off, Christina, what's going on? What's up? Doing all right? Happy Sunday. Yeah, Sunday fun day for everybody, right? And then we have Katie. Hello, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, friends. So it's going to be a good day today. We're going to have some uh, fun with news and cues. Uh, So last week was kind of a bombshell of some news geek-wise in some areas. So we... So much news. Are we going to talk about it? Yeah, a lot of good fun stuff to talk about and uh, discuss, digest, and all those things. Let's jump into it. First on the topic of news, it is being reported, I think, via deadline that Regina King is directed to direct a film called Bitter Root, which is based off of a comic book. And it is the story is set during the uh, Harlem Renaissance in 1924. When a fractured family of once great monster hunters face an unimaginable evil that descends upon New York City. So if you guys aren't familiar with Regina King, you really should. She has been in many, many movies and has directed a few movies. Most recently, The One Night in Miami, which got some kind of Oscar buzz and things of that nature. So... Quick reactions, quick thoughts on Regina King being uh, directing this movie. I'm super excited for it. Looking forward to what she's going to do with this. Christina, what are your thoughts? I'm pumped. I love Regina King. I think she's so awesome. Um, I mean, she was in Friday and then she, you know, she went on and did some Legally Blonde action too. Like it's all just like all over the, all over the board. Um, And it was a Golden Globe. She was nominated for Best Director. Um, and so she was only the second black woman to ever be nominated for that. So I think that's like really cool. Um, to so have somebody who's like such a great actress also be an awesome director, I think is pretty bomb. Um, so no, I think it's exciting. I want to read the comic and you know, I am not like someone who just reads comics, but now I'm, I'm kind of thinking, how can I get my hands on this, um, before it comes out? Because I think it sounds super interesting and really awesome. And so I mean, the monster, the undertones, the monster that they're truly fighting is actually racism, um, is what the actual undertones of that that comic and film are. So I think that's super cool. I'm excited to see how they do it, what they do with it. Um, I feel like it's going to be like dark and brooding, and it's going to be like one of those movies that it's hard to watch on a sunny day because you won't see anything if the sun's hitting your TV. You know what I'm talking about? Does that make sense? Like, I feel like that's kind of like the tone of how it's going to be. I don't really know. But judging by I looked at some of the comic book artwork the other day. So pretty cool looking. Um, I think Harlem in the 1920s was probably a really interesting place. I think the fashion's probably going to be really cool. You know, I'm all about that stuff. I think the fashion's going to be really cool and everything. So I'm looking forward to seeing what she does with it. And she's got Ryan Coogler on board as a producer and we already know what he can do with superhero movies i mean hello black panther um so yeah i think it's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be interesting i am very intrigued with the premise of this comic and what they do with it especially like you're saying it's set in the 1924 
So like how they're going to do costume designs and things like that, that'll be really cool. And then kind of incorporate like a, you know, like a monster or whatever, you know, what they're going to do with this and tie it all into like the twenties. I think it's going to be really interesting. If anybody can do it, I think it's Regina King. I think she's fabulous. She's a great director. And then, like you said, Ryan Coogler's on board. How can you not miss with Ryan Coogler? I think it's all very, very exciting. Katie, your initial reaction and thoughts on Regina King being direct, uh, directing this movie. I'm with you guys. It looks, uh, the premise sounds awesome. This is a comic that I'm not very familiar with either, but I've heard the name before, just kind of in the Twitter sphere, I guess. Um, I know that this is a book that is pretty important to a lot of black nerds out there. So knowing that Regina King and Ryan Coogler are going to be teaming up for this, like it, it already has me hooked uh, on top of it being in the twenties. Uh, one of my favorite shows of recent years was Boardwalk Empire on HBO. Uh, and that actually is of course set in the prohibition era in Atlantic city. And it does delve a little bit it dips its toe a little bit in the harlem renaissance there are a couple of characters um one of whom is michael k williams who plays chalky white throughout um throughout that series and he uh kind of is in that culture a little bit uh in new york and uh so that is going to be that's going to be really cool. Like you guys said, the costuming and the set pieces and just the way they weave the supernatural elements into the show too. That um, I'm, I'm really interesting. Yeah. 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 It's going to be super interesting. And I feel like it's in really, really good hands, both with Regina King and with Ryan Coogler. I'm um, I'm excited for it. Yeah. I think uh, this will be something that I will definitely go see in movies for sure. I'm going to assume probably you too as well. We'll go see in the movies. So that's kind of our first news. So Regina King directing uh, a movie called Bitter Bitter Root. Bitter Root. So uh, look looking forward to that. Seeing uh, all the news coming uh, down the pipe for that one. Okay. So our next story is a more reactionary from from all of us. Uh, so Sebastian Stan and Lily James are portraying Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson in a bio film that is coming out. And they just released kind of the first looks, first photos of them uh, as Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. So uh, very interesting. This was a story that Variety had. So if you guys are looking for the photos, check out Variety. And they will have those. So very interesting. Uh, interesting photos. Interesting, obviously, movie uh, that they will do. It's actually, I apologize. It looks like it's for a uh, Hulu series called Pam and Tommy. So uh, it's a limited series. So obviously, uh, looks like maybe just one season. So on Hulu, Pam and Tommy, Sebastian Stan as Tommy, Lily James as Pamela Anderson, Christina, your initial thoughts on the photos that have been on the internet. First of all, that poor sweet girl went from Cinderella to Pam Anderson in five years. Let's talk about that. But she <laughs> looks like her. She's like she rocking really it. Um, it's really kind of harrowing. 
It really is. <laughs> it, it makes me concerned for Lily James, who's like a fantastic younger actress, to see her. Maybe the good. I mean, she's just portraying her. Let's not go down this slope. <laughs> um, Sebastian has some really disturbing pictures. Um, a couple of them, he's like, why does he look so much like Tommy Lee in a couple of the p- pictures? I was like, I'm not. I just I'm white wolf in it still, you know, like I'm not ready for him to to do this. And that's a good actor, I guess. Um, I am interested that Seth Rogen is involved in this. And he is so that the series premise is actually going to be the time of the the sex tape. Right. Correct. So the sex tape was the first like viral video that there ever was, was the Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee sex tape. And so um, Seth Rogen's actually playing the guy who stole it. And he's producing it. So he's producing the the show. So I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, not usually the biggest Seth Rogen fan, but I feel like this is a character he's going to be pretty awesome at portraying. Um, I uh, And it's going to go through like their relationship. I mean, those two only knew each other less than 100 days before they, they got married and put out a sex tape. Um, so, and, and by the way, I think we need to also notate that Nick Offerman's going to be in this. Oh, Ron. And... So I'm now I'm going to watch it. I, I, previously, I probably would have been like, eh, but now I know Nick Offerman's in it. So I'm probably going to have to watch it. Um, <laughs> so, no, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Sebastian did put a in his not in his stories, but in his Instagram feed today. It is not in his stories of him twirling drumsticks, sitting there tattooed up. And shirtless it's actually kind of hot so we're gonna see what happens here yeah the pic of him leaning up against the car that's on his instagram with like his jaw is very like jutted out intentionally i feel like he's going to be able to emote tommy lee just with his facial expression yeah. just with like looking hard and looking like a rock and roller you know which is Sebastian is so soft. I don't know. <laughs> is he? Yeah. He just he just posted it today and he's sitting there and he, he has to like his face. He's not making Tommy Lee face, but he's sitting there twirling that drumstick and it's like, hey, oh, <laughs> he does look. I mean, on the photos, like Chrissy said, some of them you can kind of see it, like see him as Tommy. Others are like, yeah, all right. But I mean, again, He's a great actor, so I mean, I know he's going to do well. And then obviously, Lily James is very, very talented. So I expect this to be an interesting series on Hulu. Like, I, I think it's going to, I think it will bring in people. Seth Rogen, I mean, he's a kind of a weird guy, a little bit like funny wise. So like, I think it will have some humor to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could just see it being a very interesting series that I'll, I I might watch it. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe when it's all out, I'll watch it unless they do. Let's, I don't know if Hulu does that. If they do once a week or just uh, binge it all at one time. So Kate, yeah, they kind of do a little bit of both. Do they? Um, yeah. My yeah, initial thoughts on this, again, I said, it's really harrowing. Like some of these pictures are <laughs> kind of, kind of disturbing they me really a little are, bit right. but golly i mean can we get a round of applause for the makeup department please right. and the costuming right. department right. holy cow they uh they look fantastic and they look like these characters and uh i am i am interested in how they are going to take this in a comedic direction you know because it's it's very clear that they said that it's going to be a comedy right um you know but th- their life was not 
very comedic. So I, it's going to be a little bit interesting how they how they do that without it being a parody. Um, and it makes me think of Itanya. Did either of you guys see Itanya? I have not. I, I still I have <sighs> one I got to watch, but yeah, man, they they did that. It was a very, it was a very self-aware movie. It was very like breaking the fourth wall, um, you know. And, and and it was because that's also another story that kind we of have gets the parody. same director, right? Or same writer? It's either same writer or same director. Of I oh, really of I Tanya, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Notice that well, hey, I mean, if if that is the case, then I feel like they're going to be able to to toe that line nicely because. You know, I was prepared to go into that movie and have them just trash Tanya Harding, you right. know, because you, if you hear about her, her, her story, she didn't have an easy life. And they do a really good job of portraying it in the movie, too. That she didn't have a really easy life um, as a kid or as an adult. And it was it was done well and approached really well, but without being, you know, being tabloidy. And I think that's um, going to be good with this, too, is as long as they're not too tabloidy. Uh, it'll be successful. So yeah, it's uh, it's Craig Gillespie. He produced and directed I Tanya. Oh, right on. Interesting. Yeah, and I'm seeing now that Annapurna is involved, and I love that. That anything that that studio puts out is usually really, really good. Um, so that makes me that makes me happy too. The person I want to watch, aside from Nick Offerman, is Taylor Schilling. From Orange is New Black. Yep. Like, yep. I'm interested to see how she fits into this. And then Andrew Dice Clay coming out of the depths of wherever he's been living for the past 25 years. <laughs> he's still alive. <laughs> like, that's five 25 years. years. <laughs> how about maybe maybe 35 years? I don't know. Um, like, yeah, I immediately think be... of Pretty in Pink when, I, when somebody says Andrew Dice Clay. Like, I just yeah. think Pretty in Pink automatically. I just think of his stand-up and how raunchy it is, um, which I'm sure too, will fit too, right. will fit in well with this with this series. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, I'm I'm interested. I'm a little disturbed, but I'm also interested. So <laughs> I'll probably probably do like you, Lauren. I'll wait until it has its run, and then I'll just binge it um, later. You know, because as you know, the queue the queue over here is ever growing. <laughs> Katie's queue is forever, forever, never, <laughs> forever going long. To be, yeah. <laughs> Never going to be caught up, Katie, which is fine, which is fine. It's all fine. All right. Um, so let's move on to our next movie news, geeky news. So A Quiet Place 2, uh, which is written, directed, and starring Mr. John Krasinski, it finally dropped uh, the final trailer, and the movie comes out on May 28th, which is one of these is one of those movies that it was supposed to come out and it did show like right before COVID hit. So like this is a movie that some people have seen, but not fully. Like there were, I think, screeners and things like that, but it has not gone out kind of to the masses yet. So we are finally getting it May 28th. I was a huge fan of the first movie. Um, I don't know if both of you can, uh, you know, say if you guys saw those or not saw it or not but it was fantastic i loved it i loved the premise of it obviously he has his wife emily blunt in it as well so it looks cool i'm very excited for this movie uh very excited to see what john does i'm a huge krasinski fan so i'm very very excited to see this movie and what they do with it um uh, especially with what happened in the first movie so i'm very very interested in it so 
with that, though, as well, there was a uh, story that came out that John uh, Krasinski has signed a deal with Paramount for a future movie featuring Ryan Reynolds. So it will be him and Ryan Reynolds. John is uh, directing and writing and obviously starring in this movie as well. So, I mean, hats off to John Krasinski. Freaking, he's doing an amazing job right now. So I'm very excited to see what he does with this film. And obviously with Ryan Reynolds, you put those two together. I think you're going to have some really, really gold, gold stuff coming out of whatever movie they're going to do. So that's very, very exciting news. And then to kind of go with Emily Blunt, there was a kind of random story that came out that she said she doesn't want to be a part of superhero movies, that she's just, it's not for her. Uh, I was an interview with, um, oh God, I'm blinking on his name. Um, let me look at it. But she was in an interview and they, Howard Stern. Thank you. So she was on Howard Stern and he asked her about this because obviously there's a bunch of rumors of her, you know, in Fantastic Four and all that. Obviously, everybody wants her and John to be Mr. Fantastic and Mrs. Uh, Invisible. So it's going to be interesting but she says she's not interested which i i don't blame her because some people just aren't that's just not their thing and that's cool and that's fine i know some people are taking it kind of like uh she hates superhero movies but if you actually listened to the audio that's not how it was she was just saying that this is just not it's not her genre it's just not a thing that she really looks to do um so nothing like you know again superhero movies basically is what she was saying but it's just not her thing so, Christina, uh, talk about all kind of those three headlines all together. What are your thoughts? Have you seen A Quiet Place the first time? And what do you think of John Krasinski's uh, news and Emily Blunt news? Um, F Emily Blunt, number one. Number two, and I love Emily Blunt previously, but she's done some stuff in the last couple of weeks. She's been a raging asshole from what I can tell. Um, Interesting. But... Because they're also going after Paramount for more money now. Right after he signed that deal, she wants more money out of Paramount for A Quiet Place too, Because she said it's not going to fulfill her contract because they're going to stream it 45 days after theater release. And a big part of her contract is box office. So now she's going after Paramount for more money and dragging him along right after he signed this big deal. So what is that going to do for you? Um, that That's, from a business perspective, a terrible idea. Um but John Krasinski's a genius. I love John Krasinski. I've always loved John Krasinski. I mean, I think he might actually be an actual genius. Like, I think he's actually a smart person. Um, and so, no, I think it's going to be really cool. I'm excited to see what him and Ryan Reynolds can do together. Like, two of the most beautiful men on this planet, who are also two of the funniest men on this planet, coming together and and developing something and i'm hoping it's something that's going to have some i think it's going to come from multiple directions i don't think we know really what it is yet do we hopefully no, there's some comedy in there because that would yeah. be a big miss if there wasn't some comedy involved that would be my um i think that paramount deal is huge though i mean he's now gone from jim helpert to a whole nother level of power he is powerful at this point um emily blunt's very lucky who is a fantastic ans- actress don't get me wrong but she's lucky she has him she she latched on there at the right time um but i she said it's an exhausted genre 
that there doesn't need to be more superhero. He does not agree with her, by the way, because he's like, make me Mr. Fantastic. I am down for it. There's a lot of folks who think John Krasinski should have been Captain America over Chris Evans. That is actually an opinion that is quite popular out there. I disagree with that. Um, But, you know, Emily Blunt was the original Black Widow. And then couldn't do it because of scheduling. What? By the way, Marvel could have had its first really bad casting. That would have been a bad casting. Eh. Straight up bad casting. Um, that. that could have been the bad Marvel casting that was out there. Um, because I just don't see her. She's not that physical actress. I mean, she does have moments in different films, but she's she's not what Scarlet is. Like from a, a the physical perspective of what she can do. Um, and I also don't think that she has the look that was needed for Black Widow. I don't think that. She has that look, that face. Um, no, I think that Paramount deal is huge. I think that's super cool. Um, I can't watch A Quiet Place because I'm by myself all the time. And um, so I will need someone to watch it with me. Um, you guys know I don't do movies that might even scare me a little bit. So um, not when I'm by myself. So, yeah, that's. I think that's a big deal. I think Emily Blunt, if she was to be offered Sue Storm, she would – and he was to be offered Mr. Fantastic, I think she would be eating her words really quickly because that's who the rumor is that they're considering her for it. And I hope that Marvel's looking at it and going, yeah, we want him, but she'll never be in one of our films. Interesting takes. Interesting takes as always. Uh, Katie, what about you? Thoughts on John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, and A Quiet Place 2. Have you seen the first? Did you see the first one? You saw the first movie? Girl, you know I saw the first one. Okay, I, I thought so. I just want to make sure. <laughs> if it's horror, I'm going to see it. <laughs> yeah, I saw the first one in theaters, and it definitely creeped me out. Um, but it was a really good story. It's very, uh, it was a very like, it's about the family. Yeah, you know, it's so good. and yeah, it's really, really good. And I too am interested. Uh, I've got a Quiet Place Two is on my list. I don't know if we'll make it to see it in theaters, but it's definitely on my list to see. Um, when it comes out and yeah it's her her comments are very interesting i did not know that she was originally cast and she turned down the role of black widow and i agree i don't know that i could see her in that role you know and and i know it's a little bit hindsight is 2020 but you think of her and you think of a little bit more wholesome (laughs) like i think of mary poppins you know and uh i i think that you know it, it would be it would be a little different i think she's a little too uh, refined. I don't think she has that rough around the edges kind of rough and tumble thing that that Scarlett was able to do so well. Um, so yeah, that would that would have been a little weird. But also, I agree that you know she was very much in the interview, um, and it's posted online. You can actually hear the whole thing, and she was very like definitive of saying this is just fan casting. There's been no conversation. Blah blah blah. But. That would be kind of cool to see a husband and wife team up and play a husband and wife in this in this way, you know, because you've seen that before, but not necessarily. I mean, they play husband and wife in A Quiet Place, but not in a, a little bit more of a fantastical haha, uh, kind of a setting. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, even though, I mean, A Quiet Place is definitely a pretty fantastic thing with aliens and whatnot but um yeah i'm i'm prepared to see a quiet place too and 
yeah, I, I'm going in with 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 tempered expectations, I think, you know, because I, I I've talked about it before. I'm not a Walking Dead fan anymore because the people stuff got to be a little too intense and too much for me. And I and I know that a lot of the conflict here is people conflict. So I'm just preparing myself for that, uh, especially since there's little kids involved. And that is um, that can make me sad really quickly. But yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see what John Krasinski and Ryan Reynolds can do together as well. Uh, you know, I have not seen the Jack Ryan stuff on Amazon Prime. Oh, it's good. It's, it's good. Dude, I know. Ah, I saw the queue. <laughs> Puppet of the list. I got right now. I'm invincible, and I'm Nona Earp are my two that I'm like trying to binge through. Uh, so anyway, we finally finished Supernatural after 15 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> it only took me two years and a, about six weeks to finish Supernatural. But anyway, um, yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see what the two of them can do together both phenomenal actors both have a lot of range and i think if there is a very interesting story that can kind of combine action and drama and comedy the two of them playing off of each other is going to be um a fun thing to watch i mean i'm just excited to see those two promote the movie regardless of what it's going to be oh yeah all the interviews are just going to be so fun better than than you know anthony and sebastian i hate to say it those two are going to be freaking hilarious. Yeah, it'll be a laugh train. riot for sure. Yeah. yeah, so I'm excited to see that. Just that alone is going to be so funny. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what he's going to do, especially knowing Ryan and like you know, like you said, Katie, their range. Both of them can do pretty serious. They can do funny. Like obviously, they have that. You know, they have that in them. So I'm me personally, I hoping it's a little more comedy just because I like them as funny, but even if it's serious, they're going to be great. So yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued what he's going to do and what that movie's going to entail. So yeah, right now it's an untitled, but they say it's going to be him and Ryan Reynolds. My concern is, is that they try to stretch their abilities, right? Which they have a ton of ability, but my concern is that they take themselves too seriously and to show everyone that they're just not those funny guys, Uh, which I don't think we think they are anyways, but my concern is, is that they take it too far Uh, in the opposite direction. That's just, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a fear for sure. I can, I can understand that, but just know. Yeah, but I just don't see it though. I think they, they know themselves. That's just me personally. I feel like they know what's gonna what's gonna fit i think they know what their fans like out of them too probably yeah katie what do you got yeah and even you know even in the quiet place that was a pretty heavy movie and there were a lot of it was scary it was sad there was all of those things but there was still levity from him and i think you know because that was he wrote and wrote directed and starred in the quiet place and i think that he knows he really showed with that movie that he knows how to balance things and i wouldn't be surprised it didn't say whether he was going to be writing something or or what his involvement specifically was going to be with paramount did it i it was just that he had a deal i think he had a deal to i think write and direct and obviously star in a movie like with ryan okay Okay, so I feel like whatever that is going to be, it's going to be well-rounded yeah, because I Quiet agree. Place, you know, even as a spooky movie, you know, it was still it was still well-rounded and um, I felt really balanced. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's a, it's a, it was a well-balanced movie for sure. So, 
Okay, so that's it for the Quiet, uh, Quiet Place 2 and some John Krinsky and Emily Blunt news. So our last bit of news is that we're going to talk about. Can I add in? I just looked. Yeah, it's ahead. a producing deal. It's a first look producing deal. Okay. So he'll that's probably produce and I'm, I'm going to assume nice. write and direct. But I mean, I don't know. That's just, I guess, my assumption. That's just my assumption. But Yeah, no telling, really. Yeah. With him and Reynolds, it's... Um, Krasinski's writing, directing, and producing. Reynolds is starring and producing. Okay, so there it's a collaboration of those two. So that's even better, honestly. So yeah, this is going to be good. It's going to be good regardless. Regardless. Okay, so let's go to our final bit of news. And that is Knives Out 2 is dropping some casting news, folks. And we here Woo-hoo! are freaking excited. This movie is going to be so great. I'm already excited. For it. I don't even know what <laughs> what the story's gonna be again. It's gonna be so freaking good. So casting wise, this is what we have so far. Obviously, we know Daniel Craig is coming back in his role. And then what the new cast so far is Edward Norton, Catherine Hahn, Dave Batista. And Janelle Monet. My God, that's a great cast. <laughs> like random, but great casting. Like these are very, very good actors all around. So, I mean, just like the first movie, it's going to be amazing, I think. I mean, if anything, Ryan Johnson knows how to direct a film in what he wants. And those actors and actresses buy into his vision. I mean, if you. I talked about it a couple episodes back about the um, documentary on Knives Out that he did. And throughout that, you could just tell the actors and actresses really, they trusted Ryan and his vision. They trusted what he wrote and they trusted his his direction. And I think that's obviously what's going to happen. Obviously what's going to happen in this movie. I'm super excited for this cast. I think it's going to be amazing. It's got potential. Uh, I mean, I'm just excited to hear more news come from this movie because I love the first one. We all talked about that uh, a couple episodes ago. And I think this one's going to be even even better. I think Ryan is going to do a... is going to nail it out of the park again. Even just with the casting alone so far, it's going to be great. So, Christina, your thoughts on the casting for Knives Out 2? Knives Out was one of my favorite movies because I think we went into the theater that day not knowing what we were going to see. Um, there wasn't a lot. You didn't know a lot going, at least when we saw it, I think we saw it the week opening weekend. Um, you Nobody really was talking about it, by the way. We just knew like it had a stellar cast and everybody was going to go see it just because of the cast, I think, for the most part. Um, this cast is awesome, though. Um, I, I, I'm clearly that the the direction we're going with Knives Out is we're following Benoit Blanc around and Daniel Craig, who is just such a genius. He's one of my favorites. Um, years ago, you would have fought me to say I would have never said he was going to be a good Bond. I think I fought him on Bond originally, and now he's like my favorite Bond other than oh, Sean Connery, of I course. Agree. I agree. But um, such good names. Catherine Hahn can do no wrong. So let's just put her in everything for the next couple years, at least until she's Agreed. tired of doing it. 
Um, she can do no wrong. There's never been. She might be my female John Goodman, where she's not been in anything <laughs> that's, that's terrible. That's fair. That's fair. She I mean, might be if Catherine Hans in it. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be my new thing. Days, her role was amazing, and I love that. Character. I mean, she's so the, she steals every single movie she's in. So Daniel Craig better be prepared that Catherine Hans going to come out of Knives Out Two being the biggest star in the oh, movie. Oh, I can't wait to see those two interact. Like, I think it's going to be so good, Craig and yeah. Hans. And it's it's weird. We've got like. I, I'm not an Ed Norton fan, guys, just so you know. I am not a huge Edward Norton fan. I find him obnoxious in most movies he's in. He has that punchable face. And that's intentional. That's who he is. That's All his characters are like those characters that you kind of want to just walk up to, sucker punch, and walk away in most movies he's been in. I mean, that's just him. That's just him as a guy. He's probably like the kindest, like most friendly person to be around. I don't know him, clearly. We are not friends. Or so he's enemies. never going to be on the podcast is what you're saying now. Pretty what much. I'm saying is I, at least once a week, have people no longer want to join our podcast. I've got two so far today. So nice Emily Bunt and Ed Norton will never be on this <laughs> podcast. Um, But Dave Patista can join anytime he would like. So <laughs> we can get some racks on here. Um, Janelle Monet, super cool. I think it's cool that we're going to see her in like a feature film like this. I don't really know. Has she ever done a feature film? Mm, I don't think I don't she think has. Like mostly it's music, that. right? so sounds right she did she did do oh gosh and i'm blanking on it it was on amazon prime i believe um it was a time travel sort of okay but primarily she hasn't really you know so i just think like that's a pretty pretty interesting cast so far and i love how they're with the knives out we're still going big names and none of them are like the star of the film Right, right. I mean, realistically, Knives Out, the original, Anna de Armas was kind of an unknown at that time, but she was essentially bit, the star yeah. of the film. That's kind of maybe she wasn't Janelle's, su- Janelle's kind of maybe that Maybe Janelle's going to be that in character, way, yeah, but yeah, yeah. she's more well-known than little, Anna de yeah, Armas was, yeah, you know? Yeah, I um, We've got a lot of Marvel going on in this film. I mean, does anyone really consider Ed Norton Marvel? Yes, I, I don't do. think we do. Stop. I love Edward let's, Norton. I love him so much. Let's yeah. not consider him Marvel. I mean, we have to, but let's pretend that it didn't happen. Um, because, I mean, I actually that movie really liked ne- him as the Hulk. That movie should have never been made. Oh, stop. Um, but yeah, Janelle Monet is the only non Marvel alumni in the bunch that's been announced other than Daniel Craig. Everybody else is Marvel. Yeah. So that just speaks to, by the way, what we talk about all the time is the casting abilities at Marvel to identify top talent. Very um, true. Very true. So that ties in, man, I, for real though, I'm just going to watch it because it's Ryan Johnson, Daniel Craig and Catherine Hahn. The rest are just filling for me. Like, great. You're awesome to support, but I'm excited for it. This is going to be another one we go to the theaters for, for sure. Yeah, definitely. This will definitely be one going to uh, the theaters to watch. Katie, kind of your thoughts on the casting. I mean, I know you're a huge knives out fan i know you liked it i know you're a huge ryan johnson fan so i know this is all pretty exciting and then obviously he signed like a huge deal a while back with uh, i can't remember which studio or whatever but he is going to be all right kids (laughs) the guy's gonna be all right (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna be around making movies and making us all happy for quite some time and he deserves it that man i i've i've loved him for you know, it, Star Wars really cemented it, but even his work, you know, in Brick, his first movie, and then um, oh, the uh, and then Looper, you know, he he is just 
he is such a visionary and it's so interesting what he does uh, that I'm going to, this casting news is just icing on the cake of Nice Out 2 yep. for me. Yep. Like the, the, these, this very diverse, very interesting um, collection of people is going to be really cool to watch. And I'm, I'm wondering like, what's the, what's the mystery? What's the whodunit? I feel like Catherine Hahn um, could kind of be a Tony Collette ish character. I would love to see that from her, the way that she was just, you know, playing off of, of the whole situation. Um, I could really see that from her and it would be a lot of fun to watch. So while we were talking, I looked up uh, Janelle Monet and some of her acting. She has been in Homecoming. She has, which is a series on Amazon Prime, but um, her, the movie that I couldn't think of was called Antebellum. Uh, and then let's see here. Uh, and then she was also in the, she had a supporting role in Harriet. Um, she was, she's been in a couple of things. And then she produced, her first film was called, where did it go? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That deal you're talking about was with Netflix, by the way. It's a hundred mil each for the next two, for the two sequels for Daniel Craig, Ram Bergman, who produced and Ryan Jensen. Netflix, right? Because Netflix is, has, is hosting the whole Knives Out stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's 300 mil per film. For it's huge. They're 100 mil each, it says. So Dirty Computer was the name of the movie that she produced. And it was a, it went to streaming, it looks like. Um, but it, it coincided. It was called an emotion film <laughs> that coincided with uh, her third studio album that dropped. So, uh, you know, she, she's got some time under her belt in front of the camera and uh, plenty of time, you know, behind the camera. She's done lots of music for a lot of um, film and television. It's going to be interesting to me. I love soundtracks. That's one of my things that I really geek out about. And it'll be interesting to me to know if she is going to be doing anything with the soundtrack on this too. That would be, that'd be kind of fun and spicy. Um, but yeah, the, and so the, the deal that, that Ryan Johnson got, Christina, you were saying it was from Netflix. Yeah. That's what the article I'm looking at says. Yeah. It was a hundred. I think you said a hundred mil. hundred mil. That's insane. That that is what he's going to get. And Bravo to him. Though. Not just him though. Daniel Craig's getting it, and so's Ram Bergman. They're each getting hundred mil. And it's sequels. all deserved. I'm sorry. It's it's deserved by especially Ram and Ryan. I mean, obviously they're the you know writer producers, all that crap. But Daniel Craig did a great job as Benoit. So I mean, he deserves that money as well. But oh, I can't wait. Yeah, and they're doing this. In, they're shooting this in Greece. Which is amazing. Which is amazing. This summer, they're shooting it in Greece. So oh, what are we getting with that? Because Greece is so very identifiable. Yes. The architecture, the, the the landscape is very identifiable in Greece. So I'm interested to see what that does. God, I can't wait to see what this is. going to be so good. This is giving me, I mean, he has compared Knives Out to Agatha Christie. And he has compared it to, you know, a lot of the, that universe. And this... Like I'm so ready for just a knives out universe <laughs> of all of, of of all of these really cool mysteries being solved all over the world. Let's do it. Let's go to Egypt too. Why not? Let's get on a let's get on a train, right? <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. let's just kind of modernize some of this stuff. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I 
and especially for me as a Star Wars fan, I know like the backlash that he got for The Last Jedi. So I'm excited and happy for him to be like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like I I'm gonna be alright, kids. Don't worry. <laughs> like I just I love to see it. I tell you what, either way, he's worked for Disney Lucasfilm. Like he is going to be laughing all the way to the bank no yep. matter what. And the fact that he is getting these additional opportunities, um, you know, and he still has a deal floating around in the ether for with a uh, with Lucasfilm mm-hmm. too. Like there, there is more out there for Ryan Johnson. Yeah, hundred yes. million dollars laughing to the bank. Yeah, That's he a deserves big ass laugh. He deserves every penny. Agreed. Agreed. He deserves every penny of that. So, yeah, I think obviously we're all excited for this movie, um, especially now that Chrissy said that it's obviously going to be in Greece. Like, sounds like that's what maybe the movie's going to be like a part, like where it's going to be. Uh, I just don't know how you can film in Greece and not be making it based in Greece, just with how identifiable it is. Right. It'd be so it, it hard. Makes sense. It makes sense. So it's going to be very, very interesting. Again, then. Catherine Hahn and Craig and Daniel Craig. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. And then I think especially because he's going to have that phony Southern accent the whole time too, which right, makes it even right. funnier. And then I, I think the most the random one for me was the Batista. But again, I I'll be honest. I, I obviously I know he is was a former wrestler. I don't know if he's still a wrestler. But he was. Yeah. He was. He right. put out an uh, interview not that long ago that said he would go broke. He would live in the streets. He will Before never Oprah. wrestle again. Yeah. He like no promo money. He put that out there. It's actually a really interesting interview. If you can find it, I don't remember who it was with, okay. but no, it was super interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an interesting, I think that the one that has like me intrigued, like, huh, okay, he's in it. I wonder what they're going to do. Cause I, I know he's been in other movies and a lot of people have said he's like an actually really good actor i mean we know him as drax in the marvel but that you know his role in that isn't really that big you know he's not the star yeah, it's not really that deep yeah so, he just said yeah. in another interview the other day it might be the same one i'm referencing how he thinks they dropped the ball and missed an opportunity with drax in the marvel universe yeah, well, he thinks they could have we'll done see. more with drax because you don't get the drax backstory a lot in guardians or anything and that's actually a huge backstory that he thinks that they've missed out big time on well, we'll see what happens in Guardian, you know, in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So we'll see. But again, I, I'm interested to see what he does for sure. Because I think he, to me, he's one that obviously, you know, you know, Catherine Hahn, you know, Daniel Craig, you know, Edward Norton, you know, those names are synonymous with some pretty good movies and roles. So with David Batista, I think a lot of people will obviously go to Drax or maybe these other roles that he's been in. And, and obviously being a former wrestler. So it's it's going to be interesting. I'm very interested to see what he does, what he does in this when the, in this universe, for sure. Did you just try to say Hulk was a good movie? He is. I liked Edward Norton as the Hulk. I will defend that. I will defend that. I liked him. I loved Edward Norton as the Hulk. I think he was an interesting casting, and I liked it. I think he did a really good job of that movie. That's my personal opinion. Just saying. Just saying. I think it was a good vehicle to get the Hulk kind of out into the world again and <laughs> set everything up for the That's Marvel fair. we know today. Set everything up for Mark Ruffalo to come in and own it. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I know you, you both aren't wrong, but I'm just saying I enjoyed Edward Norton. I love Edward Norton. I like all of his movies. He's really, really good. So I'm excited for him to be in a Ryan Johnson movie for sure. Okay, so that's all the news. We have a couple of cues from you guys, and then we are going to bounce on out of here. So first question comes from our good friend, Mr. Chris Davis, and he says... What was the heartbreaking moment in your geek life? Whether it was a breaking of a toy or a film scene you watched that crushed you. Really good question. I like this question. My one that comes to my mind, just because it's more recent, was watching Star Wars Rebels. Uh, Spoiler alerts. Whatever. If you haven't watched it, you haven't watched it. But spoiler alert. When Kanan Jarrus sacrifices himself to save the rest of the crew, was amazing dude was amazing oh my gosh and katie knows this katie can yeah katie can attest to this moment because it was freaking emotional it was fantastic the acting was perfect the animation was amazing it was great that's probably the one that comes to my mind first off and then a really kind of really cheesy one for me was rudy so random i like this movie i like uh sean austin you know welcome to the podcast you can come on sean we'll talk whatever you want but in that movie it's actually john favreau that says who's a wild man now gets me every time every time so that's two of my uh heartbreaking geeky moments chris christina what about you um, you know, John Favreau gets me every single time. John Favreau is my commu- my celebrity crush. If anyone didn't know that, um, I just want to spend time just hanging out with him. I think he's super cool. Um, actually, so one of his scenes, actually, if you're thinking at Tony Stark's funeral and he is sitting there, and your dad likes liked cheeseburgers or hamburgers, whatever it was, that got me. By the way, that one made me cry. That's a good one. Um, but my thing is. And you'll know it. It's one word. Always. Ah. To this day, I Nate. cannot watch Deathly Hallows Part 2. Right? That's Part 2. Uh, without yeah. crying. Oh, I cry man. every time. Um, the word always, and I use it, by the way, in my day-to-day conversations. It's a really good thing, um, by the way, too. Yeah. But I use always when I'm having, like, if something's important to me, like if somebody says something, I will use the word always. Um, and a lot of people don't know that that's what I'm referencing. But um, there's a few people that I do use the word always. Like, do you, have a, do you have a second? And I'll say always, you know, and it um, they don't know that's why. <laughs> but that is why it, it's so emotional and it ties together an entire saga essentially it ties together from the very first harry potter book by the way guys if you don't know this is harry potter um it's severus snape and it's after all this time always um it ties together from the very first time he sees harry until that very moment and it's so emotional and it shows the love and lifelong commitment people can have and so yeah that's like my thing it it gets me it still gets me anytime it's on tv i will sit down and watch it or just till that point and then i don't need to watch the rest i know what happens but i will sit just intentionally to watch that 
very moment. It's a good choice. Solid choice. Solid choice. Katie, what about you? Okay. Mine, I'm going way back to childhood. And the never-ending story and Atreyu and Artex. And I don't need to say any more than that. <laughs> it's, it's me every time. And that is the reason I have not let my children watch Never Ending Story yet, because both of them, like me, are big animal people. And I feel like that scene would crush them. They're Aww, 10 and 7. Yeah, um, happy belated birthday to Lucy. She just turned 7 this week. Um, yeah, but she, uh, the, both of them are, are emotional people to begin with. And I think that that... Oh, I think that would crush them. I don't know. I, I probably need to let them watch that uh, just for the nostalgia's sake and just so I can see their reaction. But my gosh, I still can't watch that without tearing up a little bit. It, it's it's so sad. So sad. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling myself tear up about it right now. Thinking about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. When I hear Never Ending Story, I think of Stranger Things Season 3. And when they say... <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment so good, so good. Uh, but good choice, Katie. I you like guys are gonna force choice. me to watch Stranger Things yes, with you at yes, this point. Yes, do I just when, need to okay, up and do it. This is gonna happen when you come home for that short amount of time. We're watching Stranger Things. Laura, I'm gonna be busy. It. I'm gonna be busy. No, you're not. You're watching. Stranger you're not my priority. Things. Yeah, well, I am. So it's Stranger Things. Okay, and fine. We'll, we'll watch Stranger we'll Things. Watch Damn, we'll watch it for sure. All right, so it's a quick one. It's a quick binge. It's only three seasons, and it's 10, 10, 12, 10 episodes, 10, something, maybe ten. It's fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fast. It's a good series. Very good series. Okay, our last question comes from Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. Alberto, good friend of mine. His question is: What's your most anticipated summer movie? Oh, yeah, it's an interesting question because obviously. With what happened last year, a lot of things got pushed back, rescheduled, removed, you know, and all and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if I just have one. If if I stick within the Marvel universe, I will say Spider-Man 3 is probably my most anticipated one. Outside of that, I mean, you got I can't I don't know if that's coming out this year or not. But it's coming out this year, but not until December. December, okay. And then the other one I was thinking of is that Ghostbusters Afterlife. I want to say that comes out this year, later this year, too. Yeah, that's the summer. Yeah. so In June, I think. Yeah, so I'm excited to see that. Obviously, with Paul Rudd in it, you got to love Paul Rudd. He's going to probably crush that role. So I'm excited for probably those two off the top of my head would be my maybe most anticipated. But I'm, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm excited for all the Marvel movies, Eternals. Um, we got Black Widow. We have, you know, I'm trying to think of the other movie. Is the store come out this year? Or no, that's 2022. Okay. So it's just, I would say Spider-Man and then I say Ghostbusters. But then we, again, now, now I'm thinking out loud, James Bond. They have that movie coming out. They have uh, that Top Gun movie coming out, which as much as I hate to admit it, Tom Cruise makes really good freaking movies, even though he's kind of a weirdo. He makes he makes good movies, Katie. He, <laughs> he makes does. Good Tom Cruise. I hate Come to on. admit it, but he does. He makes those popcorn, you know, action movies. He makes the blockbusters. He does. You can't. You can't. You're gonna. Can't you're going it. to have a good. You can't deny it. 
Can't deny it. All right, Christine. Can I hope that he gets sh- gets shot down in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I feel that's like fun. it'd be the right way for that character fun. to go out, though, right? Like Maverick yeah, needs fair. to go out in a crash, you know? Yeah, I it mean, needs- if, they, if they're wanting to reboot Top Gun, like get rid of him and and just start over with a little bit. There's little the bit character of, of Maverick's not that guy that just dies of old age and asleep. Like that's not what he is, anyways. So he needs to go in a fiery. All of flames. It's gonna be interesting what they do with that movie because honestly, I I didn't need a reboot. I know a lot of people are. Uh, Katie knows our good friend Chad from our Star Wars <laughs> Star Warsy family circle. He's a huge Top Gun fan, which is probably not- he is Top Gun fan number one. Yeah, so, which he probably doesn't listen to us, and that's fine, Chad. Even if you do, that's fine. But he, I know he's really excited for this movie. He was when they first announced it. So, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, Christina, what about you? Most anticipated movies. It's Black Widow. Come on. Everybody knows my answer is Black Widow here. They did Nat dirty. We're going to find out. Get her backstory finally. We're going to find out so much. Um, I just, I'm tired of Marvel killing off good female characters. They got to stop this shit at some point or I'm going to boycott, um, which we all know is not the case. But <laughs> I was going to um, say, you're not <laughs> Um, no i think it's gonna be awesome i'm i'm excited i plan to rent out the theater so i don't have to listen to anybody else talking because when we go back into movies i am not ready here's the thing i don't know that i am ready to go back into a cinema where people are making noise or i see cell phones light up or i've just been come so like spoiled now of being able to sit in my pajamas on my couch and watch something I do miss like the theater experience. I do miss it, but I feel like the first couple times I'm there, I'm going to be like, what the F quit digging in your popcorn. You're distracting me from what I am trying to, to consume here. Um, But no, I'm super excited for like what I'm not kidding about the fact, Laura, that we're just going to buy out the theater. Um, I know. know. So, which by the way, guys, if you've never looked into that, it's way more economical than you would ever think it was just for your own knowledge. Um, so I am excited for that. I am excited for Top Gun. I I know I, I'm that person too, though. I will watch something, be- not like I do John Goodman, but because Tom Cruise is in it, I've probably either watched it or will watch it. Um, even like the Mission Impossible movies, those movies wouldn't be the success they are without Tom Cruise. He's a lunatic. There's something mentally unstable there. He probably should have someone that like, just takes care of him at all times and doesn't allow him to depress. Remember when he jumped on a couch? Um, He needs a handler is what I'm saying that keeps him out of the church of Scientology, but he's, he's crazy, but he's great. He's, I mean, that's part of his persona. That's who he is. Right. Right. Make some movies. You're, you're going to sell tickets as soon as you put Tom Cruise's name on a movie, people are going to go see it. Um, I mean, it's kind of the same thing for The Rock, right? You put The Rock, you put Dwayne Johnson on anything, people are going to go see it. it. It's a very similar situation. There's just, you put Tom Hanks' name on something, people are going to go see it. It's like those actors are, they're the ones, it doesn't matter what the hell the story is. It doesn't matter. People are going to go see it. So, um, yeah. But yeah, Black Widow is my, my 100% number one for this summer. Yeah, that makes sense. Katie, what about you? What are your most anticipated movies this summer mine is in the heights lin-manuel miranda and his uh musical i want to say this was the first 
musical that he wrote. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's set in New York. Uh, it's, it's set in the Bronx. I want to say, um, right. it's, it's in New York. Can you say again? I think that, yeah, that sounds right. I think it was in the Bronx, yeah, right? It, yeah. But it, I am really excited for that. Uh, it's very, it gives me West Side Story vibes, but I know that that's not at all the premise. Um, but it, it's just like the everyday lives of people and lots of singing and dancing and just amazing stuff from him and his brain. Uh, and the cast looks fantastic. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm really excited for that one. That one's been on my radar for a little while and I'm excited we are going to get to see it finally on the big screen. Um, I will tell you, you know, Christina, you brought it up about going back to the theater and just kind of the, the anticipation of that and the theater going experience. We have been going back to the theater since... Alamo Drafthouse reopened. We have Alamo Drafthouse here. I'm an OG Alamo Drafthouse person. Um, and if you're not familiar with that, what Alamo Drafthouse is, it is, is, was, was the first sit and eat while you watch a movie kind of concept. Um, founded in Austin, Texas. First time I went to an Alamo Drafthouse was to go see The Matrix 3 back when it was on the first uh, the first theatrical run. And so I've been going there ever since. Uh, they're such an incredible brand. They do not take any shit with cell phones or talking or crying babies, any of that. You can get someone kicked out of the theater for all that shit. Because, and they even, like, you'll look it up. They have promos out there of someone who got kicked out and called. And um, it, she was inebriated because obviously it's a, it's a restaurant. And so they have a, have an amazing beer selection, actually, if you're a craft beer person. Um, at any rate, she had called and said, I got kicked out of Alamo. It, it's the funniest voicemail you will ever hear. And uh, at any rate, we've been going back since August when our local Alamo reopened um, just to support them because, you know, they, they I was confident in all of the measures they put in place. Every other row was blocked off. They blocked off not one, but two seats in between your party. Um, they did every, I think they, they did everything right. Uh, and then, so we've, we've been going back to support. We even brought my kids. I mean, we went and saw Raya um, in the theater and yeah, we, we've, we've been going back and we've been trying to support as much as we can. Uh, to help keep them alive. And that is something that I will never take for granted, I think, is that theater experience. Um, whether it's Alamo Drafthouse or otherwise, like there is nothing like being in a theater and having that shared experience with other people that are there, even if they're far away, you know, even if it's just like two or three other parties in the theater, uh, there is nothing like that. And I am... So looking forward to getting back to going to the theater and being there and having that shared experience without the talking and the cell phones and all of that. Because right, everybody that right. goes to Alamo Drafthouse, they know what to expect and they know that they will not play with that shit. <laughs> I wish they had one of those here in Michigan. That'd be amazing. Oh, it's amazing. my favorite. And on top Can of we that, just I take mean, a it's, it's not to visit Katie. You should. Mm -hmm. You should. Come on. Come on in the fall or winter. Um, when it's snowing up by you, it's actually really nice weather for me. So come on down. Um, but yeah, there's uh, and it's not just the first run movies that they do either. It is, you know, the the special events they have. They have like whole film festivals. They have um, lots of first first run, um, first screen, lots of documentaries, a lot of like really indie films that they do. And then they'll have like 
they always have um, like a quote along parties of, you know, movies that are very quotable, like Clue. They have a huge Clue party. Uh, they have Princess Bride parties, Labyrinth. I, I mean, all of those wonderful things from from when we were younger uh, that are just a lot of fun to, again, experience with a big group of people who love what's on screen as much as you do. Right. So, right, right, right. yeah. I'm really looking forward to to the theater experience again, but yeah, as far as the summer goes, there's a lot there's a lot to look forward to, and I think my top is probably in the heights. Nice, yeah, that looks cool. I mean, again, like you're saying, Lin Manuel, you know, I mean he he's a genius. Can't can't go wrong with what he's going to do, especially when it's a musical for sure. I think it's going to be super talented, super probably very very interesting for sure. And I mean, seeing Jimmy Smith's dance. Jimmy Smith is just another one of those people. I'm going to watch everything because Jimmy Smith is in it. Yep. Yes, we stand Jimmy Smith. We stand Jimmy Smith. Get out of here with that stand shit. <laughs> Gotta do it every episode now. Yeah. Oh, I am. That was my plan. <laughs> Lauren just um, said to me today because she put IMO on something and then parentheses, in my opinion, Chris, just so you know what that means. Lauren, you're an asshole. I never said I wasn't. So. <laughs> Jokes on you, kid. Jokes on you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. That's our show for today. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Little news and cues for you all. We'll probably do this maybe every so often when we see kind of big news drop uh, for a few days. We'll we'll talk about it for sure. Okay, uh, that's it. Christina, where can the good people find you on the socials? Twitter and Instagram at a beautiful quest. Love it. Katie, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at PenguinKatie with a Y. And before we go, I want to say a very uh, very special congratulations, Mazel Tov, to Andrew WK and Darcy herself, Kat Dennings. Not only did they debut their relationship on Instagram and Twitter, but then debuted uh, immediately after their <laughs> their engagement. So congratulations to those two. I told uh, I told these guys earlier in the week that Andrew WK is the kindest celebrity that I have ever met. Um, and so I wish the two of those beautiful people nothing but the best. Yes, Malzatov. Malzatov. She is the queen of relationships that nobody knows she had. I love Kat. She really is. Like that's good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Love. We we stand again. We stand. Can't done it around here for sure. (laughs) All right, guys. If you want to follow me, you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at LowRowNose, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at GeekBroadsPod. And you can find this episode and more episodes on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify. All the big formats, we are on it. If we're not on one, please let us know and we will get on it so you can listen to us. So until that next time, stay geeky, everybody. Bye.